It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. We can find instant satisfaction in almost anything these days. Sleepy? Instant coffee. Need to sell your car fast? Car sales? Instant offer. That's right. Sell your car the instant way. And get it done with Australia's most trusted site for cars. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. This happened overnight. Uh, Swimming's governing body, FINA, has made an historic decision to ban transgender athletes from competing in elite women's races, but with a bombshell twist that could change international sport forever, as well as making a landmark ruling that only biological women can compete in female events, FINA has also proposed separate open races that will cater for transgender athletes who don't fit into the traditional gender categories. The watershed decision, passed by a vote of the FINA Congress in Budapest, will send shockwaves through the sports world, putting pressure on other sports in their slipstream while triggering an avalanche of support. Uh, that, that is from the Daily Telegraph reporting on this. I, I can't help but think that FINA, they, the group they put together was a mixture of scientists, former athletes and administrators to look at all the options and this is what they've come up with. Uh, joining us now is former New Zealand swim coach Mark Bone. Mark, when you heard this news, uh, what was your reaction? To be honest, uh, I was absolutely delighted because I think that for the one of the few times FINA's actually made an appropriate decision and a leading decision that will actually put pressure on all sports now to address this issue that should have been addressed many years ago uh, as, as people you know became more aware of uh, particularly males transgendering over to being females and the unfairness associated with it. So I think that what they've done is come out with a a report that has looked at it from a litigation point of view, from a scientific point of view, and actually it's a really, really well-documented report that I think ultimately FINA have adopted and said, look, we're prepared to stand up here and put some pressure on other sports and ban these athletes that are wanting to transgender, but we recognise that they have every right to transgender, but we'll put them into their own category, and which is an open category. Yeah, and I, I think, Mark, that this is uh, a really open-minded decision because, I mean, you're looking after your female athletes, uh, on one hand, who, you know, there have been, I know, a lot who have been unhappy uh, at this situation with the, where, where transgender athletes um, can compete with female athletes because a lot of those transgender athletes who have transitioned from male to female have gone through male adolescence and have those built-in, uh, I guess you would say, natural advantages of being of, of going through male adolescence. I know Sharon Davies and Karen Pickering are two of them that have been quite critical of it. So... It, it keeps the female athletes happy and, and, and does the right thing by them. But at the same time, it's inclusive because they're saying, hey, we're not going to cut you out. We'll just create a new category for you. Yeah, look, I think that's a really good point because you look at the, the likes of Leah Thomas, who swims out of, um, I think it's Penn State University in the, uh, over in the United States. 
originally swam for the university as a male, mm. uh, has gone transgender, is now winning everything in the female category and has had massive, massive advantages of testosterone development over the years, physiologically and biomechanically, massive advantages. Uh, bone density is greater. So I think we've got to recognise that the science is now needs to be to the forefront in looking at what, what we're going to do going forward for the future. So it is a really good move. Look, end of the day, we, we don't swim 15-year-olds uh, versus 10-year-olds if we want to make it a fair playing field. We've got all of these different categories with para, the Paralympics. So, you, you know, you don't swim a blind athlete against the one other athlete that is just missing a small limb. You know, you've got to make sure that you've got the various categories. And there has to be a point where you go, how many categories do we have? But the transgender is a small minority in the total population, but we should not exclude them. We should actually involve them. And I think what FINA is advocating and moving forward is a really good decision. Is the Olympics the place for them? Possibly not. Is it a separate part of the para sort of federation? Possibly. I'm not sure. I think that's a debate. But I think that as long as we don't exclude them, yeah, I think uh, I think that's um, that's a fair point. It'll be interesting to see what does happen from here. I don't know that uh, that saying because you're transgender that you're in the para games. I don't know that that's going to go down with the trans. How well that'll go down with the transgender community. You can see those arguments already. But what I did like uh, from Fina, what this decision has done, Mark, is it has put the uh, the emphasis on other sports, but not just other sports, but other organisations. Because Fina have said, hey, you can come and swim in a Fina event in an open category. Oh, you can't go to the Olympics and swim in an open category? Well, that's not on us. That's up to the IOC. That's correct. Absolutely. And, you know, you, you, probably the most pertinent point is that it's putting pressure on other sports. You know, the International Cycling Union, they have going to now have to address what they have done because they said a four-year stand-down period, I think it was originally, and they brought it back to two years uh, from what I understand, and they're going to now have to address this as FINA is putting pressure on them. You look at the, well, for example, Laurel Hubbard in the, um, at the Olympics uh, last year, you know, there's going to be real uh, pressure now on all sports to actually address what they're doing with the transgender. I mean, I've always looked at this in a very simplistic way. If Usain Bolt or Michael Phelps suddenly decided that they were going to be transgender and then went into women's sport. You imagine the records, the world records that, that they would create and nobody would ever get near them. There would be a massive outcry, but that's the extreme. I'm not suggesting for a moment that uh, Michael Phelps or, or Usain Bolt are going to come out as transgender, but just think about the consequences of that. And I think that's a that's a fair point. I mean, Mark, how many swimmers? I don't know. I know you're you're involved in swimming here still. You're not the national coach anymore, but you're still involved. How many transgender athletes do we have that could be uh, sort of approaching the top end of our of our swim ranks here at the moment? And how much of an impact do you think it'll have in New Zealand? Look, to be honest, in New Zealand, I, I haven't seen any at all in the top ranks and uh, you know our top ranks are a little bit away from the international ranks a little at the moment anyway although you know having said that I'd like to give a shout out to Lewis Clearbert finishing fourth at the world championships in his favourite event the 400 medley just uh, two days ago so that was a great result but after Lewis I mean you know we're struggling a little bit so do we have any the question was do we have any transgender not any at the moment that are coming forward um, and, and that doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. And I think what we've got now is 
the fact that we've got a decision uh, and it's been a well-judged and well-weighed-up decision, and that's the positive, so that we know exactly where we go going forward. I mean, what, ultimately, this decision should have been made, I, I think, four or five years ago, but it's taken a long time and a lot of debate, and thankfully, we've got a decision now. Yeah, we have got a decision, and uh, you know, I think uh, FINA are only the second sport to to make a, uh, a hard decision on this and, and and put a stake in the ground behind. I think Rugby Sevens have done it uh, as well, which makes sense given it's such a contact sport. But uh, uh, how long do you think it'll be before we see some of the uh, other athletic sports uh, follow suit? Oh, I, th- I think they'll have to. Uh, I think that they'll be looking at this decision by FINA. They'll look at the reaction by athletes. Um, and, and, of course, there's always going to be reaction. But I also would like to commend Dr Dave Gerard, uh, our own New Zealand um, representative, who's always been um, proactive uh, in, in speaking out about uh, the transgender generation or transgender athletes being able to compete on an equal playing field. And he's been very critical of it. And Dave, Dr. Dave Gerard has been on the FINA Medical Committee. Uh, he's been actually the chair of the FINA Medical Committee. And I think that, you know, we actually should look at also uh, what he has said about it in the past and the research that he's put into it. In fact, I shouldn't just call him Dr. Dave Gerard, Professor Dave Gerard. Yeah, I mean, it is fantastic that, um, you know, we've got a Kiwi sort of at the forefront of all of this, and it'd be great to talk to him at some point because I'm sure he can give us some insight that neither you or I are qualified to give, Mark. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Look, you know, we can only do uh, our own research in it and look at it and look what the experts are actually coming out. It's an emotive argument either way, and uh, it's it's certainly going to polarise some views. But I'm actually really pleased with this decision. I think it's a logical one and one that's going to actually create a, a level playing field. Yeah, looking forward to uh, to hearing more about this, uh, Mark, and seeing it go forward. And I, I no doubt uh, there will be uh, plenty of athletes who will celebrate this decision. Thanks very much for your time, mate. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.